Well, good morning, 316 Church. It is Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoyed that, uh, that video compilation that we did, and I hope that this morning you woke up and you were ready to worship and celebrate King Jesus. And today we have a special message which I will give you in just a couple minutes. So be sure to start gathering around your family, gather your family around as we read a Christmas story and as we dig into the true meaning of Christmas, but also um, some challenges will be given to you along the way. So start gathering around so that we can get into that teaching. Uh, A couple things before we get started with today's message. I want to let you know that on on, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, Pastor Randy will be having a New Year's Eve service at 7 uh, p.m., which will last until about 8 p.m. So if you want to join him on New Year's Eve at the church, he'll be starting at 7 p.m., as we end one year and also pray in the new year. That's on Saturday, December 31st. Of course, on Sunday, January 1st, we will be having our regularly scheduled uh, services. So I will see you at 10 a.m. prayer on January the 1st or at 10.30 a.m. worship so that we can uh, just invite God into our new year. We can uh, get back into the swing of things after the holiday season. So don't stay up too late, maybe maybe just past midnight, um, and then get to bed so that you can be there at church on New Year's Day. Well, uh, I just have one thing to say. It has been an honor and a privilege to be your pastor through another year. Um, It has been a year filled with ups, a year filled with downs, and everything in between for myself. And maybe you feel the same way. But here's one thing that I hang on to, that, that no matter what, through the ups and the downs, through the mountains, through the valleys, our God is always with us. And that's how we uh, celebrate Christmas. We remember that, that God came into the world in the form of Jesus to be with us, God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And so as we dig into today's scripture, we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter two, and uh, I know it's gonna be a great word for you here on Christmas day. Let me read Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. And this is the story of the Magi, or the wise men, as we like to call them, uh, looking for Jesus, searching, following a star. Of course, we know that they went to King Herod and they said, where's this king? Uh, Where is he? We're looking for him. And in verse 9, it kind of picks up after they left King Herod and they went on their way. Matthew chapter 2 verse 9, you can read on the screen or your version Bible notes or hopefully have your Bible right in front of you. Verse 9 in chapter 2 says, after, the, after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place the child was. When they saw the star, they were over." Joyed. Somebody say overjoyed. (laughs) 
overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let's pray as we get started with today's teaching. Lord God, I thank you for your word. Jesus, we thank you for coming from heaven to earth to save us from our sin. Today is a very special day. We celebrate the birth of the Savior of the world. And so, Jesus, we say thank you. We celebrate you today. This is all for your honor and your glory. Let these words be yours and not mine. In your name we pray. Amen. I love that verse uh, in verse 9. It says, and, and they had heard, the after they had heard the king, they went on their way. So you can imagine the magi. They're going on their way. They're searching. They're following the star. It's like, you know, they're, they're built with anticipation, knowing that when the star stops, when the star finally finds its place, that they have finally made it to the Messiah. It says, they went on their way, and the star they had seen, when it rose, it went ahead of them. So you can imagine the faith of the Magi following this star, following the star, not knowing exactly where it would stop, not knowing exactly where it would be taking them, but with faith, they followed Jesus. They followed God. They followed what they believed God was showing them and telling them to do. And so I want to give you point number one in our notes um, as we're we're going to read on, is that Christmas is a day of joy. Christmas is a day of joy. And after, as we read on, it says, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place the child was. So it stopped. But when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And that's why Christmas is a day of joy. Now, I don't know about you, but I can point to some times in my life where I was overjoyed, where I was so filled with joy, the joy of the Lord. Something happened in my life. I couldn't contain it. I wanted to shout from the rooftops that uh, that event had happened. A few things that come to my mind is, uh, you know, when I recommitted my life to Jesus. I was overjoyed. I wanted to shout his name from the rooftops from, for saving me. Maybe uh, my wedding day. My wedding day, I was so overjoyed to marry the love of my life in Selena. Or maybe it was one of the three days where my three children were born. I was overjoyed. I was just bubbling, smiling from ear to ear, just admiring the beautiful miracle that God had given me. And so in that in this instance, I can say that the magi were experiencing something similar. They were overjoyed. They couldn't contain it. They knew that the star had stopped at a place where they would meet the Messiah. And you have to remember that that there was prophecy that the Messiah would come. These magi were following a prophecy, a prophetic word that the Savior of the world would would be born. And so after centuries of hearing this prophecy, even before the magi were born, they must have heard it from their from their fathers and their grandfathers and their, their great-grandfathers, um, great-great-great-great-great-grandfathers, that one day 
the Messiah would come to save the world of their sin and that this would give us hope for eternal life in Christ Jesus. And so these magi, they saw the star stop. This is the moment. We are overjoyed. I can't believe that we get to experience this blessing. And so this is a day of joy. Christmas is a day of joy. Point number two is Christmas is a day of worship. Uh, So Matthew 2 verse 10, this is the following verse. It says, "When when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. So they were celebrating. And then it says, on coming to the house, this is the next thing that they did. They saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him. I love I love that depiction. They were so filled with joy. They wanted to shout it from the rooftops that the Savior was here. And the first thing that they did when they got there is they couldn't contain their joy. So they bowed down and worshiped him. And I can imagine tears of joy saying, this is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. We uh, we are here to worship the king who has come to save the world. You see, worship is all about the total surrender of the heart. It's about giving everything that you have to a God who has given you everything that you'll ever need. You see, worship is something that we do for God. You see, many people think that God exists for us. But that couldn't be further from the truth. We exist for God. We exist to give him all praise and all honor and all worship. But unfortunately, in our culture, we go to God as if he was a genie in the lamp or a a cosmic Coke machine where you just stick the quarter in and you press the button and God gives you what you want when you want it, when you've earned it. And unfortunately, there is nowhere in the Bible that says that you earn God's blessings, that you earn God's favor, that you earn salvation. There's nowhere in Scripture that says that. But here's what Scripture is clear on, that Jesus was a gift to the world. The Messiah Jesus was a gift to the world. And so we worship him for giving himself for us for leaving his throne on heaven to come to save us from our sins. God doesn't exist for us. We exist for him. So when he came, he was giving us a gift, but he also expects us to do the same in return. You see, I believe that when the wise men bowed down and they worshiped him because they were filled with joy, they were filled with honor and reverence, and they were filled with worship and surrender, I believe that that is exactly what we will do for all of eternity when we are in the presence of God. You see, even even before we spend that eternity in that eternal kingdom in heaven with, with Jesus, even before we get to that home, we can still experience that same worship. You see, I believe that worship is our highest calling. You have no higher calling than to worship the Creator God, than to worship the Savior of the world. 
who has saved us, who has redeemed us, who has made us right with God, who lavishes his love and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness upon us, what is not to worship about a God who loves us that much? I believe that worship is our highest calling. So my question for you today and the challenge for you today is, if worship is your highest calling, have you, have you embraced that calling? That's a good one. That's a deep question for you today. If worship is your highest calling, have you embraced that calling? You see, if you worshiped God the way the wise men did, there would be nothing else in this world that feels more right than to bow your knees, than to raise your hands, than to proclaim his glory and to love him with your full heart of surrender. Worship is where it all begins. Everything that we could ever do, everything that we could ever accomplish for the kingdom of God, it will follow from the heart of worship. You see, worshiping is not just something that we do. Being a worshiper is who we are. And that's a powerful word for you today. You are a worshiper. You see, what would happen if business owners would worship God in their work, in their business? If they would give everything to God, fully surrendering in worship their businesses to God? What would happen in our society what would happen if teachers would go into their classrooms and before they begin to teach, they bowed down before God and said, God, thank you for allowing me to be here with these children. What would happen if stay-at-home moms would bow their knees, would raise their hands before they start the day and pray blessings over their kids and their families and to say, God, thank you for giving me this blessing. I worship you for with everything that I have. What would happen if you worshiped God like you've never worshiped, worshiped him before? What would happen if you fully embraced your calling as a worshiper of God, as a worshiper of Jesus? I believe that your life would begin to change. I believe that your perspective on life and business and your at home and your marriage, I believe that everything will begin to shift. I believe that you will uh, be given wisdom in an amount that you can't contain. I believe that you will be given revelation from God on the direction of your life. I believe that God will speak to you in new ways. I believe that he will open new doors of opportunity. I believe that he will bless you as you bless him. As you minister to his heart, I believe that he will minister to your heart. So Christmas is a day of worship. Point number three is that Christmas is a day of giving. So the next thing that the Magi did after they bowed down and worshiped him, verse 12 says this, they opened their treasures and they presented him with gifts of gold, of frankincense, and of myrrh. So how did these wise men bring, how did these wise men, how did these magi bring their gifts? Well, they brought their gifts in the right way. They brought their gifts, number one, remember, they were overjoyed, they were celebrating. 
the, the savior of the world this year. I am so overjoyed. They worshiped him. They bowed down. They raised their hands. They worshiped the king. And then they gave their gifts. You see, sometimes we, we hold back our time, our resources, our money. We hold back things from God because it has not come from a heart of worship. This is what the Magi did. If you are to give God anything, whether it's more of your time, more of uh, maybe your mornings where you, you set a time and a place to get alone with God. Maybe you're giving him more of your schedule. Maybe you're giving him more of your calendar. Maybe you're giving him more of your finances. Maybe you want to trust God as your provider, as your Jehovah Jireh, to take care of all of your needs. And your next step in your faith to discover God as your Jehovah Jireh is to not only give your time, but to give your resources. Whatever it is, we must do this in the right way. You see, God honors a cheerful giver of time, of money, of resources. He honors that. And this is what the Magi did. They were joyful. They were worshiping, and out of the abundance of their, 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 their filling of the Spirit of God, out of their abundance of joy, out of their abundance of worship, they bowed their knees and they said, this is what we have to give. You've given us everything. We don't need anything else, but here's the gifts that we have to give. So they brought their gifts with joy, and they brought their gifts with Worship Christmas is a day of giving. And so as we give to the king, maybe you've given a lot of yourself this year. And I just want to say uh, thank you. Maybe you've given to 316 Church, maybe financially. Maybe it's with your time. Maybe it's volunteering. I, I want to encourage you and say thank you for giving to the kingdom of God and as long as it's done out of a heart of worship, I know that God honors that. You see, when we give in the wrong heart, you see things, this is where we get burnt out. This is where our attitudes change. And we start think, seeing things from a negative perspective. But let's learn from the wise men that our gifts are worship to God. Giving is a form of worship whether it's giving time, a gift, if it's giving money. Maybe it's as simple as giving a compliment to someone in your life. Maybe it's giving your attention or your energy to something new. Whatever gift that you have to God, let it be done in full-out surrender and full-out worship. Lastly, point number four is Christmas is a day of celebration. Christmas is a day of celebration. We celebrate the King. We celebrate the Messiah. We celebrate Jesus leaving his throne on heaven to come to earth to save us from our sins. So today, I hope that you celebrate. I hope that you celebrate. I hope that you spend some time in worship together as a family. I hope that you make new commitments on, on what you are, ought to give to the King, to the, to the Messiah God. I hope that you do all of these things. But as we celebrate, as we are overjoyed, as we worship God, I believe that that filling of the Spirit of God will, will fill you up 
and, and not just fill you up, but will lead you to an overflow in every area of your life. You see, he's everything that we've ever wanted, everything that we've ever needed. And the prophecy that these magi were following uh, is just an indicator that the Messiah, the Messiah Jesus was to come. Now we have, we kind of have a, a, a little bit of an advantage. The, the Magi were seeing something in the future. The, the Savior is coming. Jesus is coming. But you know what? How much more overjoyed should we be to know that the Savior has come? You see, the Magi, they hadn't even seen Jesus crucified. They hadn't even seen Jesus raised to life in three days they hadn't seen Jesus perform miracles or ascend to heaven. They hadn't seen anything yet, but what they had simply seen was the Savior that was born. How much more overjoyed should we be knowing that we don't just celebrate Jesus being born, but we know the rest of the story. We know that he is who he said he was. He is the Son of God and the Messiah. So how much more overjoyed should we be to know and to celebrate that this king has come? As you gather around your families, I just want you to talk about these things. Um, talk about your worship. Talk about your joy. Talk about your giving and, and even talk about your celebration. So talk about these things. I'm going to put these points on the screen, and I want you to have a little moment with God and just tell him how joyous you are and how much you want to worship him with your life, with your words, with your hands, with your actions, how you want to worship him with your giving, and how you want to celebrate with every part of you the birth of the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Let's spend a few moments in prayer, and I'll lead us in prayer as we spend these moments. Lord God, I just thank you. I thank you for sending your son. Jesus, I thank you for coming, for being born of a virgin. What a miracle. For being born and, and for living your life to point us back to the Father, of God, the Father God. Lord, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for for proving that you are who you say you are. So today, Lord Jesus, we just spend this time in worship and reverence and honor, giving you every part of us and everything, Lord Jesus, that we have. Lord, some of us, we don't have much to give, but we give you ourselves. Lord, some of us can give a little bit more of our time to you. So Lord, I just pray that we would reprioritize our time that we would reorganize our schedule and put you first. Lord, you deserve it all. You deserve every part of us. So today, Jesus, we thank you and we celebrate your goodness and your love and your mercy and your grace. Today is your day. We celebrate you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Families, we can spend these next few moments just praying. Um, it's... I know it's going to be a good time of prayer as you gather together as a family.